Welcome to episode one of the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian Lorenzo, and in this episode, we are talking with Chris Schlenkerman, a real estate agent, real estate agent trainer, and team leader with Remax Crossroads out of Rocky River. We'll talk with Chris about his role as a real estate agent trainer and team leader, how he got into those roles, and his advice for new and experienced real estate agents on how they can be more successful going into 2023. Make sure to take some notes, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends, family, and colleagues, and leave us five stars on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Enjoy the show. All right, good morning. We are here with Chris Schlenkerman on the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast, the first episode. So, um, Chris, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, it's awesome to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. So we're going to start off. Um, let's just start off by you know introducing yourself. Uh, who do you work for? How long you've been in business? Um, volume optional, etc. Uh, sure thing. Yeah. So my name is Chris Schlenkerman. I'm currently working with Remax Crossroads Brokerage, and I've been doing this for this is my twentieth year. And uh, right now, I've been running a team for about five or so years. And, you know, as far as a uh, production reference, we average about 200 transactions a year. I think we've been in the average around 50 million a year. Um, Definitely had a high year, a couple high years before that. And I'm probably going to drop below that this year. But, you know, um, anyway, so I, I would just say on average between 200 transactions, about 50 million. Nice. How many people on your team? Um, we've got right now, I've got about 15 or 16. We had about three or four people add on recently. Um, so I've had a good core group of 10 to 12 from the beginning and we've grown a few over, over time. So we've got a nice blend of, of people as far as experience level and that sort of thing. Awesome. Cool. So, um, you know, you've been in the business for a little bit of time or what would say a lot of it, um, but, um, (laughs) What do you, I guess, you know, good question I like to ask real estate agents is like, what do you love about being a real estate agent? Like, what's your why? Well, the why is funny because I never, if you told me 20 years ago, I'd be a real estate agent, I would have laughed in your face. Um, I, <clears throat> it was something that was suggested by somebody else. And um, I just saw that it was like some sort of a salesman, you know, door to door, sleazy. Yeah. Well, I'm there. Anyway. Um, so I really didn't see myself in any sort of a sales position or career, but as I tried it, um, I learned why I loved it so much. And it's, it was able, like, it was able to encompass so many different things that I would have never even guessed about. Like, you know, sales is really to me and what I try to teach people, sales isn't about pushing people into doing things they may not want to do. It's about being knowledgeable and having resources and having the know-how to get them where they want to go or what they want to get. So what yeah. I really, so I, what I love about it is a helping people actually, I know it's very cliche, but that is a great part of it yeah. meeting people and helping them. But there are so many facets to it. Like you can be creative. You can know the financial stuff. You can learn the economics of it and yeah. it's never the same. So it's never boring. It might be frustrating. It's very exciting, but it's fresh and it's different and it keeps you sharp if you let it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I guess, you know, you know, if you never really knew that you were going to get into real estate, I mean, what, so how'd you go from being, you know, going from real estate, just real estate to now team leader and trainer? 
Um, so when I first got my license, it was a suggestion of a friend who knew a friend that had an office and that sort of thing. So I felt comfortable trying it yeah. amongst my other jobs. So I didn't really feel committed to it or stuck. And, you know, as I grew to like it probably over the first three or so years, three or four years, um, you know, put more time and effort toward it. Saw there was a future for me. And, um, you know, I was kind of checking things out, exploring options now that I realized this might be something I liked. And one of the things that kind of coincidentally happened was uh, a management position opened up at, a, at an office and I interviewed and got it. And so awesome. yeah. I went from just being an agent with, you know, I was doing pretty good for a couple of years in. And it was also, you know, <laughs> right before the recession of 08. Yeah. Um, so then I got into a management position, which kind of forced me into, um, you know, leading others. And that was a natural, you know, that just felt like a natural place to be for me. And I enjoyed, you know, assisting people, teaching them how to do it. So for about 12 years after that, um, I held a management position. And then long story short, I felt, you know, it was time to go on to my own and do and have a management role and do the things I was doing the way I wanted to do them in a way that I loved real estate. So um, I kind of, it just naturally progressed from management into managing a group within my own, you know, of, of my own, if you will. Right. Awesome. Cool. So, you know, working with, you know, working with different agents all the time um, and obviously a lot of agents on your team, what would you say are some of the bigger challenges that you and your team are facing right now? Absolutely. The general question is everyone, no matter what market you're in, you need to see the big picture. Uh, human beings yeah. and buyers and sellers and real estate agents, they all they all seem to get caught up in a moment where they're only focusing on a minutia of, of what's in front of them. And it, and it blurs the entire big picture or the goal. And so right now, you know, so for the record, it's what, September 29th, 2002. We are now in interest rates, you know, touching 7% where <laughs> six months ago or so they were two and a half, three percent So our, our biggest challenge right now is to make buyers understand because buyers have pumped the brakes. Actually, they've slammed the brakes in some cases yeah. where they're so focused on only that, the, you know, the detail of the interest rates going up that they've just basically said, nope, I'm out, not going to buy. You know, I had a 3% rate, now it's up to 7 And so the challenge that we're facing with, with that mentality is to get everyone to understand, hey, you know, it's 7% today. A, that's not going to be forever. There's this thing called refinancing. I get it. It's not ideal. Right. And I get that maybe some people just can't budget. Or you got to shift your, you know, shift your focus, you know, maybe you're not going to get as, as as expensive of a house as you were before. But on the flip side of it, you know, six months ago, the same buyer who had maybe a 3%, you know, potential rate, they were making multiple offers going, you know, tens of thousands of tens of thousands of dollars over the asking price, 50,000, 80,000, 100,000 even. And, you know, yeah, that didn't bother them because they had that 3% rate. But now, you get that same house and maybe it's going to be $50,000 less than you would have six months earlier or, and you're going to be able to, you know, have better conditions for like inspections. So, you know, the big picture, it's like, okay, 
here, you know, not too long ago, you're ready to go 50 grand or more higher to get a property because you had a lower rate and you're okay with it. But now we're not looking at it because it's a higher rate and we get a lower price. So I think, you know, as agents right. and, and just the industry needs to say, let's stop focusing on just this rate because it's only one piece of the whole, of the whole pie. Right. Um, so that is definitely, you know, and then, you know, if we, if we can balance that out with our buyer sides, then, you know, I think our listing inventory wouldn't be suffering either. So as a listing agent, you know, you might need to express that to the potential buyers that are either looking at the listing online or coming through the door and say, Hey, you know what, here we are, you know, we, we recognize that this is a changing market, but it's not total doomsday. And maybe sellers can offer things like rate buy downs or whatever to ease some of that pain. Right. So if everyone just get off yeah. the, you know, focus on one part of the transaction, the rate, there'd probably be some, you know, some nice winners as far as buyers and sellers go, you know, they can, they can still make this happen. Yeah. 100%. You know, it's funny because like I am, um, I'm a loan officer. I have a, um, like I have this like breakdown that shows like something similar. It's like called the cost of waiting. And it's like, basically like, look, I know that, you know, you don't really want for rates to, you, know, you don't want to buy a house right now where rates are super high. But if you think about it, you're actually, it's better than waiting till next year. Rates might be even higher prices, you know, appreciation still is happening. So it's better to just to buy now, start the clock on your appreciation for your house. Well, you know, and then, and then you, uh, you know, throw in the whole rental aspect of it. Oh, you're going to, are you renting right now? So you're going to spend 24, $36,000 putting into somebody else's equity instead of your own. And, you know, it's just, there's just, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's a little painful right now because you wish it could be better, but we we're always wishing it's better. And this is something that it's going to change again. Um, you know, you've got yeah. options. So, you know, it's yeah. when people think of a home too much as, as an investment, then I think they really lose the big picture too. So, you know, there's all sorts yeah. of examples we can get. I mean, just as another quick example in the, the Cleveland urban market, we've got tax abatement on, on certain properties. And some people are like, I'm not buying that house. It's not tax abated. I'm like, yeah, but the one you want to buy that's tax abated is $300,000 more. And the payment on this one with taxes will be less per month. Not to mention there are some benefits when you fill out your you know, tax returns when you've actually paid property taxes. So again, let's look at the big right. picture because you're missing it right now. Yeah, 100%. That makes a lot of sense. So I guess, you know, with all that said that you just mentioned um, about looking at the bigger picture, what are you encouraging your agents and other agents to look at? to be successful in this, you know, finishing up 2022 going into 2023? Um, this year, you know, going, I feel like this is the time to prepare for 2023. Um, we've got to get yeah. the message out there, all the things we just covered, you know, like, hey, you know, it's not the end of the world. And there are still a lot of options for people that are completely reasonable. So, you know, I feel like the, the, the damage is kind of done. We've got to start rebuilding where it's at from where it's at. And, you know, try and get the word out there because sometimes it takes a couple months to get people to hear what you're saying. You got to say it a few times before they hear you, before they listen and hear you. Um, you know, so within your own buyer, you know, within your own buyer connections and your own buyer clients, make sure they that you don't just say it once, but maybe 10 times um, in different ways. Right. And we don't know what 2023 is going to be like. I'm, you know, I'm hoping that there's going to, it seems like every time there's a rate hike, people fall back and then they get comfortable with it in a couple of weeks and they start looking a little bit more and then there's another rate hike and they fall back. So 
I mean, if we just get all these rate heights out of the way, hopefully by the end of the year and spring comes along, a little, you know, a little cabin fever will kick in. People will save a little bit of money, get I get comfortable with what it, it's gonna what it is and what it's gonna be and what they need to consider. And so, you know, there might be a lot of prep talk between now and the beginning of next year to really lay down a successful 2023. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really good. Yeah, I think um hopefully we get these rate hikes out of the way mm-hmm. and um we'll be we'll be a little yeah. bit better off. What 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 is you think if there's like an agent listening right now who's like, hey, you know, I want to be I want to be a team leader or like I want to be a trainer, I want to start a brokerage. What's the best recommendation that you have for them? Or what do you think, what are the sort of steps they should, they should take to, to do that? Um, ask a lot of questions of a lot of people that are doing what you think you want to do. Get their take on it. Um, there's, there's too many variations within our industry. And, you know, the great thing about our industry is that there's so many options. And the worst thing about our industry, there's so many options in every category. So this is no exception. Uh, I do, you know, I do see people that come into the business and within their first year or two, you know, they're starting a team or calling themselves a team with people and more times than not, it tends to fall apart. You do need some experience. Um, You know, there's so much to learn in this industry that, that it doesn't hurt to, it doesn't hurt to be on a team yourself. Um, I don't think that's the answer for every single person, but but at the same time, that support is really important. You know, when you're getting started, and if your goal, whether you realize it today or later, if your goal is to start something of your own, a team, a group, an office, whatever, um, you know, you've got to you've got to have a good base. So if you don't know the intricacies of the market or the way that things work. And you've got other people relying on you and you can't get through it yourself or you don't have a clue, it's going to be disastrous. And then, you know, reputations and things like that are going to make it difficult for, you know, the future or to to crawl out of that. Um, You've got to look at, you know, real estate agents are not good business people when it comes to their own business. Yeah, they're just kind of like, you know, well, I'd like to do more than I did last year. That's not really a plan. That's not a business plan. That's not, that doesn't really outline anything. So if they're not able to run themselves as a business individually, whether they're a sole agent on a team, I mean, no matter what your situation is, you are running a business. You need to see what's coming in. You need to control what's going out with your money. So, you know, the other, one of the things that if you're, if you're an experienced agent and you're doing $2 million of volume a year and you think you're going to, you know, hire someone or pair up with someone to start forming a team, that might not be enough volume and income to make that a reality, quite honestly. And there's many variations of that. I mean, like maybe you're going to pair up with another agent that's also doing two or 3 million. Well, you both have to pull together and, you know, do more than you did individually and as a group. So, you know, if you're a team, if you're a couple of people that do $2 million in volume, that's 1 million per person. And that's not anything to brag about. Sorry, didn't mean to be like that. But yeah. the reality is you know, you've, got to, no, no, you've got to really know. And, and again, look around to see what's going on to, uh, you know, follow or ask questions of the people that are doing what you think you want to do. But it's not, 
it's not easy. And there's so many variations to it. I know there's a lot of people that seem to be following one, you know, example because some team is doing it or some brokerage published a book and, you know, here's how it's done. And that doesn't work for everyone. So, um, right. you know, just know that you do have other options and the word team is very, I kind of hate it to be honest with you, but right. you know, it's kind right. of abused. It's overused. I mean, there's so many, it's a marketing, it's a marketing aspect. You know, we yeah. could, we work yeah. as a team all the time as, you know, in individuals working with other individuals, it's just, it's more of a marketing thing. There's also, so there's the marketing side of it and then there's the accounting side of it. And then there's the whole personality side of it. So you've got a lot to, to balance when you're, when you're considering all these things and it gets complicated quickly. Awesome. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think what, uh, you know, it happens the same way, you know, as loan officers, you can build a team just like real estate agents. Um, but, uh, you know, everyone has their own sort of path to success and uh, not, 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 you know, just because someone says that it, it's one way or another doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you because, again, everyone, everyone's a little bit different. You know, if you're if you're managing people in any setting, you know, if it's a retail store, if it's you know a real estate group, um, you need to you need to know where their goals are. Uh, you need to know where their strengths and their weaknesses are, and you know, and you need to re you also need to recognize that they may not always be with you. Um, if I may, you know, say that one thing I think is unique with what we, with what we do in our group is. You know, I recognize there might be people that want to do what I'm doing. And so I've helped them say, okay, if you want to lead your group, we have like little mini sessions, like what would you do in this situation, you know, or what would you do here? What would you tell your team leader? Yeah. So I think you have to, I think you have to recognize that not everyone's going to stay with you for different reasons. They're going to leave you potentially at some point because they either want to grow on their own or maybe because they're unhappy with something that's going on. We you know that happens too. So as far as the things that we can control, if you're there to grow people, you need to understand that they may grow out of your group. And that is a reality. And you need to embrace that or maybe even help them reach that so that, you know, you have you maintain yeah. a good relationship outside of, you know, your, your office walls. 100%. So, you know, so you really got to recognize, you know, it's once you get to know your people a little bit better or as you're recruiting, you know, who who it is, what their strengths, their weaknesses are, and what their goals are, what their long-term and short-term goals are. It's actually really good. I like that. Um, and I think a lot of you know, other team leaders, brokers who might be listening um, could, you know, heed some of that advice. Um, I, I've seen teams where, you know, they've had a lot of people leave all at once. And, um, you know, it's like, how did you, how did you miss that? How did you, how did you not see this coming when you've right. got 12 people walking out the door and it's you and a couple others left over. And then the others are like, well, why are we here? <laughs> so, right. you know, you, if you're not talking to your people regularly, then you're probably out of touch. And, yeah. and you know what? Team doesn't mean, you know, hey, I'm here to do all the business and you're, you're, you're here to be my minions. I mean, that's, that's not it at all. And that happens a lot too. So yeah, I think awesome. ego, ego, ego gets in the way a lot. So watch your ego. Yeah. I guess a good question is what are you, are you currently bringing on agents on your team? Um, yeah, I would, I, I would interview people. I've got um, some folks coming in that are new. Um, I'm not opposed to talking with new agents and uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm also interested in experienced people that are looking to 
improve or increase their sales or their techniques. Awesome. Um, that's absolutely the case. Um, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So what's the best way that uh, anyone, real estate agents, consumers, buyers, sellers, anybody really can uh, reach out to you? Oh, to reach me, um, well, phone number I'll give is 216-798-4100. Um, I do have profiles on LinkedIn and Facebook and um, soon to be I'm working on my YouTube stuff. So I'm trying to put together a library of small training videos for people, both consumers and agents to refer to, you know, in any specific situations that, you know, that I can get posted and made. So on YouTube, um, it'll just look for my first and last name, Chris Schlankerman. Last name is spelled S-C-H-L-E-N-K-E-R-M-A-N. Awesome. Yeah, we'll throw that in like the, in the, uh, the about for the sure episode um, so people can, you know, copy paste or look at it that way. Um, anyway, Chris, so I, I really appreciate you being on the podcast, man. It's been, um, you know, shared a lot of knowledge and I, I really like, I guess, you know, the, this is a, this is an important thing. I think I, I like the fact that this is the first episode that we're recording, actually um, really talking about what it takes to build a team, uh, the current market in, in Cleveland and, uh, and kind of what you're seeing. So thanks so much for being on the podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, I look forward to, to talking to you soon and uh, getting to know you a little bit better. All right. Thanks, Sebastian. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast. If you're a real estate agent in the Cleveland and surrounding areas, reach out to us on Instagram at clevelandrepodcast or send us an email at clerepodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to follow the podcast so you're notified of new episodes going forward. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast. If you're a real estate agent in the Cleveland and surrounding areas, reach out to us on Instagram at clevelandrepodcast or send us an email at clerepodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to follow the podcast so you're notified of new episodes going forward. See you next time.